We have no idea what we're doing. This no is idea. our first time doing this, guys. So, deal with it. Typically, our second time. Well, the first time didn't even really count because we I didn't even so. couldn't even get the sound right. Remember? Oh, that's true. So, but I think we got the sound right this time. Yeah. So, so. let's go get. Let's dive right so, in. So anyway, so welcome to the uh, Gene Pool Variety Hour, guys. Uh, I'm Sean, and I'm Connor. Uh, so anyway, um, I am the father, and he is. The, the younger and more artistic, meticulous son. So, yeah, this is a father and son thing, and uh, we are both ADHD as the day is long, so we chase a lot of chickens. That's why we have a chicken for a mascot. And, um, and my chase is kind of creeping on the screen. So that's Chase the Chicken, because we chase a lot of chickens. So anyway, um, just joke, join us. We uh, talk anything kind of geek culture. We play games. We review random movies. And uh, what else do we do? We we be our dorky, nerdy, random selves. Yeah, that's so, basically it. So we started this uh, like three years ago, and we ended up years taking, and years ago. We ended up taking time off because he moved away for a while and came back. Yeah. Um, and uh, so a little background on us for new people. We, um, like I said, father son. Uh, I'm a psychologist. Could you see the striking resemblance? We both have ADHD as the day is long. Connor's also um, Asperger's, and so we are both pretty clueless and don't really know what we're doing. We both enjoy geek culture uh, and talk about anything that comes across. So we usually do, for people who have never come and seen this before, uh, we review random movies. So we pick a random movie every episode and uh, review that. Uh, we have a geek question that we do every time, and that that's Connor's domain. He comes yes, up with is. a geek question every time, and then we just kind of chat whatever geeky stuff comes along so um so that's where that's who we are uh that's what we do and uh so hope you guys will hang out and give us a chance so anyway um this is actually episode 20 22 22 so we yes, we've we try to do one every other week and that nearly never happens because we're both adhd but we try to do every other week it's, um it's been happening on a more consistent <laughs> schedule as of late so that's it's a good been thing. every two weeks ish that's I say so, it's okay. Um, so the reality is, though, that uh, our my life keeps me pretty busy. Uh, my my real time work. I work for the military. So, uh oh, welcome to the fake brick wall and the shipping container thing We're, that we got going on here. So, um, no broadcasting from an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're doing, guys. So you know, just just bear with us. But. Um, so I'm usually pretty busy, and though for the last four weeks, has it been four weeks, a month now already, I've been teleworking because I'm not supposed to be traveling down to the base because I live 50-something miles away. So I've been trying to do the psych doc thing via telework. So this has actually because been my... Because of the virus. This has actually been my uh, teleworking office for a month with it's, the chicken um, and the Tetris lamp, which we have turned off because it's kind of bright. Um, it's no, a production that's, studio that's, that's slash his stuff. office. That's not my stuff. So. Oh, yes. So, if anyway. Uzumaki Funko Pop. Konnichiwa. So. Arigato. Otaku. Baka. I. I am the abbot to his Costello. Yes, okay? he is. I'm, I'm generally the straight man to the funny man because he just goes and he doesn't stop. So. Oh, yes, honey. 
He does that every, every single time. Every because single it is time. funny, and and I can't resist it. It's a consistent good joke, Dad. You know. So it is. anyway, um, so where do we want to start today? Huh. Let's see. Where do we want to start today? How about um, have have you been doing any new stuff? Oh God! Did you have to bring that up? Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. I've been teleworking, so I've been working from home. Um, I'm not talking about that, Dad. I'm oh, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I am going to other stuff. I'm going to that story out there in the backyard. So um, my it's wife, Kelly, has... Oh, yes, that's a st- definitely a story. My wife, Kelly, has been wanting a, tale. a water feature for in the backyard for ever. And we've just never gotten around to it, never gotten around to it. And then last September, my other... My middle son, who's 21... He's 24. Um, got a hair up his butt to dig the pit to start the water reservoir for the pondless water feature or the small pond water feature that my wife thought she wanted. And it was like six foot by eight foot by three and a half feet deep. It was a yeah. big pit. And it sat there for a while because we told him, okay, look, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And he dug the pit. Bought all the stuff and did nothing. Yeah. Moved on. Um, so it's been, this pit has been sitting in my backyard right outside our kitchen window for, since September of last year. We finally decided a few weeks ago that um, we were going to fix it. We were going to do something with it. Yeah. But we didn't want that hole the way he had it dug. And my wife, Kelly, decided that she wanted to do a different type of system. So I took the pile of dirt from the hole that he had dug and took that dirt and put it partially back in the hole and redug that hole kind of in the same spot in different dimensions. Then my wife decided that she didn't think that we could handle with our lack of expertise something that big, a project like that, the way it was set up. And she found another system that was a lot more self-contained, should be easier to do, but the hole needed to be different dimensions. So I dug a third hole and got ready for it. Then she decided she didn't want to do that. Let's simplify. Let's just dig a big water reservoir and let's kind of build a rock pile kind of thing and create a water and have a water pump in the water reservoir pumping up through the rocks and create a waterfall that goes right back into the reservoir. Just basically a redundant system here. Super easy, a lot easier to do. So then I, but she didn't, she didn't want it where we had the other three holes dug. So I had to dig a fourth hole (laughs) in, sorry, I'm just slapping Connor. Uh, I had to, had to dig a fourth hole in a different spot. Got that done. Got the liner in, got the rocks. Uh, Luke, my other son and I went down to the lake and got three truckloads of huge river lake rocks that were just piled up somewhere. And started building, building and building. And you're supposed to, you know, the experts always say, just just foam it in, you know, foam in the cracks so that you, you seal it up. And I did that. And I had leaks that I couldn't find. So yesterday, what's the look on your face? You look, what's look? zombied out, man. Woo-wee. It's the pills, man. Uh, it must be. So, so anyway, um, so... I had to take it completely apart yesterday. The prescription, by the way. And, they are prescription. And rebuild it all over again. 
Yeah. So it was. It was. I really have felt like, like Cool Hand Luke, or a prisoner in a prisoner concentration camp. It's like dig that hole. Now dig that hole over there and take the dirt from that hole and put it in that hole, and then take it the dirt from that hole and put it in that hole. Now let's dig another hole. Oh, and that's now we're going to dig a fourth hole. Okay, now that you're done with digging the holes, let's go get a bunch of rocks and let's put them in a pile. Okay, now let's break that pile completely down and rebuild it in the same spot. Yeah. But different. Uh, I'm not done yet. Oh Hopefully it'll be done tomorrow. I found a last couple, because I ended up doing a liner instead of using foam to fill in the cracks. That worked a whole lot better. Uh, but there's just been a couple places where the water hits the liner and, and spews out the side. I'm just got to patch those up. And yeah. So that'll be done tomorrow, and it'll be done. But that's what I've been doing in addition to teleworking. Um, kind of going mad with rocks and dirt and water. You've also been streaming too, right? I've been doing some streaming. Oh, yeah, I started doing some streaming. Um, yeah, if we want to get into the geeky stuff. Yeah, um, geeky stuff. Yeah. So we are. That's creative stuff. So we, um, we're outdoorsy on stuff. We're on no, a Discord. No geeks are outdoorsy. Done? Yes, I'm done. Okay. So we're on a, a Discord chat with... Uh, but on another uh, note. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> with a bunch of other podcasters, folks that we met last year at DragonCon, uh, and we just got to be good friends with them. And we got to talk about gaming the other day and Skyrim and all the fun things to, to do in Skyrim and how much I love it. And... Um, all the mods that I had in there, and so we got over got, fifty mods. So it all got us kind of in the mood. Hey, let's play That's Skyrim. And I said, Hey, I'll play Skyrim, and I'll 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 stream it, and I'll kind of do whatever kind of character you guys want me to do. I had told them about the unarmed build that I'd done before, where I could punch dragons to death, and, and they thought that was kind of fascinating. So, but what they want me to do is they want me to play a character that is an evil vampire that only attacks with a knife and a fork. He's um, where he will literally be eating people. Oh, and they want me to enchant the, the utensils with, like, fire damage so that I'm actually cooking my victims so that I can have them done when, so I can eat them when I'm done killing them. That's part of the joke. Now, that's going to take a while to build because, one, you got to contract vampirism, and that takes a little while to get to that part in the game where you can do that. And then the other thing is to, to find a knife and a fork that you can actually use as weapons and wield them there's only two sets in the entire game. I've done research. There's only two sets in the entire game. Now, one is in the throw of the world, you know, and it's on on a side path somewhere. But I haven't gotten to that part of the of of the mountain yet. Yeah. And the other one is if you buy the house in Riften and furnish it out, there'll be one in there. So I'm getting there. Um, and of course, since you're doing, and I started out unarmed damage because. I like doing the unarmed damage thing and just punching people because yeah. I got some mods that allows me to do like back suplexes and oh head slams and this kind of stuff. So, so it's always good to play a Khajiit character because um, become because they have claws because they have claws and they Naturally they they, have they actually claws. they actually do more damage with their fists in, at the beginning of the game than a weapon than like a two handed weapon. Really? Yeah. That I did not know. And then there's there's so there's ways to boost all that up and you really kind of just punch everything to death as you go through the game. So I'm doing that with my Khajiit and so my Khajiit's character's name is Punchy Pussyfoot. So that he he could have made so many other better I names. I could have than but I like Punchy Pussyfoot. I like the alliteration of the p- p- the P and the P. There's, there's, like there's still better you know, Peter Parker. words, words I, than punchy well, pussyfoot. Still, that's what I came up with. So deal with it. So that's that's 
that's what I've been doing lately. Of course, doing some, some Shane the Shredder. Yeah, but that's not punching. I wanted something with punchy. But but he's not punching. Done pun- I'm not, he's not punching. He's shredding people with his claws. But anyway, I could have done soon, that. You'll be so, shredding people with your fucking <clears throat> knife. So uh, <clears throat> that's his name. Deal with it. I can't change it now. It's all done. So you want to you want to make your slate slasher whatever you want to call it. Make your own. Stream your own. It's fine. So see what I have to deal with. He's biting my fingers as I'm trying to talk to him. I For people like, that are watching, I don't like which fingers in my face. There are none yet, so um, just so you know. But anyway, um, so that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I've been doing a little bit of Borderlands, catching up on some of the DLC stuff. Uh, Trying to catch up to me. Anyway. Oh, there's no way I'm going to catch up to you. There's absolutely no way I'm going to catch up to you. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so that's yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Um, I've been getting really into painting miniatures. Yeah, you have been. God, yeah. he's been sitting out on the on the back deck at, the, at our picnic table and has just been painting for days. I love it. I mean, I mean, it just it and, it calms me. It's it gives me some very good control, and, and I have a and I have an, an affinity for it. And then I can I, okay, that's cool that it gives you that that it gives you a sense of peace and calmness, and that's that's something that you need. It's almost like a mindfulness task. I do a yeah. lot of mindfulness work in my real work, um, and so mindfulness is a great thing to do. It's a great skill to learn. It's a way to just be present in the moment and be content and joyful in the moment that you're in um, and kind of be free of your thoughts and not get so distracted. It actually helps you focus better over time as you do it. I you teach lost you me. Some, see, I know. So I should teach you some. I'm doing some I, 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 I kind of went psych doc any, on you. I don't I kinda, want any kind of mindfulness stuff. I, I just want to paint my minis. It can be a mindfulness task. I can teach you how it can be a mindfulness type exercise. I'm so, perfectly mindful as it is, dude. <laughs> okay, mindfulness. Who's level. the most chill between between the two of us? Who's the most distracted between the two of us? Yeah. I mean, who who? I mean, who had to be reminded four times to, nah, <laughs> to no, clean up no. his? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you no. don't want to go there? Okay, no. Bye. No. So anyway, so this no. is my son. Okay, so okay, so not everything's on the table then. Got it, got it. But still, uh, metaphorically speaking, still um, still between the two of us, who do you think is on the, is is the more chill? Oh and no, less that's stress. Yeah, I, I I get that, but the mindfulness can also help you focus and stay focused better, which is something you could use, right? Oh, okay. You got to admit that, right? Right? Am I right? Am I right? If Am I right? if um, if it's something I want. To you want to do I, I i can laser in on it and do it all day which i have been doing yeah that's true that's true um so anyway all right what else have you been doing besides painting miniatures and working um i've been helping nikki look look, look for a place for us okay yeah because he's um, moving in july so and, as soon as we're been looking for jobs too yeah so we're just now figuring out how to do this whole streaming the podcast thing and then i'm gone and in two months we got to revamp the whole thing because we're going to have two screens just like um, Steven and Smashy, Smashy do. We got to figure out. I got to start picking their brain how they do that with two different screens on the screen at the same time. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, of course, and it took me forever just to get the sound right with all this because it's kind of all Greek to me. But anyway, so it's gonna be a crazy happy yeah. stance. So my youngest son graduates high school. Well, I mean, technical graduations in a couple of weeks, but they're with the virus. The, well, yeah, due to the Rona. 
Um, they've called off the uh, commencement exercises, and they're going to do a virtual one in June. Nun ghost. They're going to do a virtual one in June, and then they're going to do the real one in July. So July 24th in Georgia, they're going to have cap and gown full on commencement exercises in the morning. In the morning. Well, we hope. We don't know that yet. True. And then. And then the next day, we drive to Ohio and move this dude to Ohio. So. Um, to, so to with my lovely, awesome fiance. So in 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 two days, you, I have no, within a forty-eight hour period. Actually, within yeah, forty-eight hour period, I have one my last kid out of high school and my first kid out of my house. And, I, um, it's like I'm they're dropping like flies. I can't wait. Just just ready to go. Oh man. So okay, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been going on that that. I don't. I don't have anything major going on except for. I don't either. Just work. It's. I. I, I will tell you that it has been an absolute. Going to be the move, you know. No what's that? That's some. Um. The most major thing thing that's going to happen eventually is the move. Yeah, you for know? you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a giant step. It is a huge step, man. I mean, look. When 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 I moved off the first time I moved off, I moved off to college. Yeah. And I had a roommate. And and that's kind of okay, whatever. Yeah. And you're going to school. You're yeah. still a student. You still are mom and dad's. You're still going home. They're still helping pay for school or whatever. If you're lucky to have that, which yeah. I did. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, but I didn't really move off into my adult life until I had graduated high school and then married your mom. Yeah. You know, we got married and graduated high school. I college. Sorry, I was about to say. I got married young. Um, although I was 22, it was right out of college. Still. So. Um, yeah, we got married and moved to Chicago the same day. I know. Yep, got married in the morning, did like a brunch, early wedding, and then got in the car and literally drove to Chicago. And then, then it's first night there, and then the next day, because we were moved into a brand new condo that was there, yeah. and I spent the entire next day, second our first full day of being married, um, putting up blinds in the entire condo while your mom packed us up to go on our cruise for a honeymoon, so... We got married in at Callaway Gardens in Georgia. We drove to Chicago. We packed, and then the next day we got on the plane and went back down to to Miami to the cruise in forty eight hours. So we went from from Georgia to Illinois to Florida to the Bahamas in forty eight hours. So so wait, would um so you know what our first you know what our first night of our honeymoon was like? Would wouldn't wouldn't it have made more sense to, to who to just us cause um cause I'm assuming you and mom already had the place locked down, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, I, so it, then so then wouldn't it so then wouldn't it have made more sense to to just go down to Miami, stay for a night and, and then go out? But, I mean what the why 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 do all that extra work and, and spend all that money on gas? Because all of all of our uh um all of our furniture, everything had been moved into our place in Chicago. We had nothing. We had our car and the clothes that we were wearing to drive to Chicago. That's all we had. Everything else was, everything else, literally everything else. Because, dude, I had a 1984 Pontiac Fiero. It's a two-seater car. Okay, we didn't, and, and with, with a trunk about a foot deep. It was a teeny car. And, uh, and we couldn't stop because the alternator was messed up. So if we turned the car off, we were afraid it wouldn't crank back up. 
So we crank got the car cranked after after our reception. What the heck is with this and story? We, and we drove to Chicago and never turned the car off till we got there. So we weren't so sure you left if it, it would on crank the back. entire night. No, no, no. Once we got there, we turned it off because we knew that we could get a taxi to the airport if we needed to. But for the thirteen-hour drive, we never turned it off. We we took turns going to the restroom and everything because we couldn't oh take the chance gosh. of turning the car off because it might not crank back up. So anyway, all right. What the so heck, man, we probably should move on. We've been doing this for a little while. So, um, what do you want to do first? You want to do the the, the geek question? Do you want to do? I say we do the geek question. All right, let's do the geek question. So the geek question of the day is I don't have a sound effect for that one. I keep forgetting the sound effects that I got over here. So, <laughs> so so let's see. Our geek question this week is: as a gamer. What has been the most creative and unique game you've ever played? Okay. I'll need to think about that a little bit, so I'm sure you've already got an answer. Oh, I mean, I know I what do. part of my answer is, but there's two ways to answer that question. So, um, For me, me, the most creative game that I've ever played, and the most unique one, too, is Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, that's a pretty wild game. Um, I've um, I've never seen seen an an, an animated equal a story equal, and just the creativity of what happens in the game. I mean, literally, you know, you're fighting mutants that were created by energy drinks, and this corporation basically shuts down the entire town, and you are playing this basically fourth wall breaking PC who makes weapons out of basically anything to to attack to attack all these crazy creatures and and the animations are awesome the weapons are nuts there's a gun that literally fires exploding teddy bears that won me over right there um and and it just I, I love the game it for some reason it gets a bad rap and for some reason not a lot of people don't like it but i friggin love this game i played through it at least four times i've played through all the dlc even more i love this game to death Okay, so um, anything? Else? I'm sorry, I'm trying. I'm typing something, so you can keep talking while I'm typing. So, so the thing that I love most about Sunset Overdrive is um, is the way is the way they kind of make fun of other video games in a way, like um, like like the PC is always making comments about uh, about quest icons or um or breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to you, the player. Um. Um, they're making fun of side quests, songs, you know, um, and it's basically a game that makes fun of other games, but but it's so entertaining it just grabs you. I mean, I mean, uh, the way the combat works and how you're constantly moving and switching and flying all around on on rails, power lines, all kinds of stuff, and performing combos. It's like so much is happening so at much at the same time. Yeah, it's it's like. It's like something it grabs you and you dive into the game fully. It's right, right. It's mind-boggling, and I yeah. love it to death. Well, I, look, and and I never finished the game. Um, I you I bought handle it. No, I listen. Whatever. I you bought I bought the, the game because I because I wanted it and it looked super cool and I thought I was going to love you the game. You didn't buy the game. I bought the game. I thought I bought. It. I, well, I got it on I, game. I got it on Game Pass now. I pre-ordered it. Yeah, you did. Um, and and I think because you pre-ordered, I chose not to buy it because we had the same one Xbox at the time. Yeah. And I thought I was going to really love it. And the thing that that took the fun out of it for me. Yes, it was a very weird game. It was very creative. Um, and it's a shame that they didn't try to follow it with another one. 
Um, I think Insomniac Games is working exclusively with Sony now, so there's probably going to be Sunset Overdrive stuff over there. I don't Hopefully. know. Anyway, um, was I didn't like, and and this is this is part of what I don't like so much about the game I'm going to talk about, but I don't like all the having to um, build the weapons. I got to get this, and I got to get this, and I got to combine these things. I didn't like that so much. And so you do realize half the games you play have that mechanic, right? Yeah, but that one for some reason just did not grab. No, I mean, ha- okay. Um, now, what about Skyrim? That's what that's what I'm going to talk about. But <laughs> but it's it's no about, man, no sky. Yeah, now that one, and that's another reason why I am not wholly into that game yet because there's, there's all that going on. I mean, yes, I I love the fact that I can go to different planets and check out new things. That's really cool. But the thing that keeps this this probably going to keep me from ever really getting into the game, getting fully into that game, is the constant resource management. Yeah. Um, and yes, there's a lot of resource management in Skyrim, but you don't have to. You can. Ha- you don't have to make weapons. You can, and if you really want to excel in the game, you need to do the crafting. Yeah. Yes. But you don't have to to have a weapon. You can pick up a sword anywhere. True. Right. A, you don't a crappy sword. Well, no. I mean, you can get some magic swords, right? You can get some decent magic swords that are in the game. You don't have to make them now. True. You can customize the weapons exactly the way you want, just like I was talking about with the un- unarmed combat stuff a while ago, by doing all of that. But you don't have to. I guess. And so, and plus, I, I so that that took the fun out, and I didn't give it. I didn't give it a the chance. I didn't give it the chance that I should have. You're right. I didn't. Um, and I should, and I, I would like to. Um, it would be fun to play with friends, I think. Yeah. You know, the old mayhem thing or whatever it's called. Um, but by the time I decided to give it a shot, all my friends had played it, finished it, and moved on. Yeah. So, um, yes, it is a very creative game. I will I will agree with that. So, so, um, so, so you, um, you, you said there were a couple things things you didn't like about it. And the first, um, um, first was, uh, was resource management. What else was it? No, I think that was the only thing. I don't think I if oh, I sure? if I said a couple of things, I didn't mean to say a couple of things. That was the thing that that took the joy out for me from from playing that game. Oh, okay. No, I mean it was it was funny. It was the mechan- mean, the, the actual gameplay mechanic was good. I just didn't like the the having to make your weapons. Find your but weapons. Wait, 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 wait. You don't even have to make your weapons. You buy the weapons as you unlock them. Then you un- right, but you have to get the resources to be able to unlock them. Yeah, there were no, there was the resource management there, there, part to it. Um, there's the um there was the ingredient in the finding um for for amps to to, to give you cooler and more crazy combos yes but then um but um but even then um you 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 could buy maps to help you find those things um and um and then at that point it's basically just about clearing the map you know okay and um and I love clearing maps um um my favorite thing to, to do in um in Assassin's Creed is clear maps you know yeah well I love Assassin's Creed and I am so excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and final finally sneeze. we're gonna have have um, Egyptian mythology Greek mythology and now Norse mythology my three favorites cool oh. yeah it does look interesting um and I and I'll, freaking I'll, Leif Erikson huh? come on what we um we play Leif Erikson Really? Yes. I didn't know that. So anyway, um, I'm trying not to sneeze over here, and I need to go get something to drink. But um, okay, so completely sidetracked here. Um, 
I'm sitting here talking, listening to Connor, and I look over on my Discord chat screen um, at one of the other Discords of some of my Xbox buddies, and they put up a screenshot of a TV screen with a news headline on it. And uh, Steven and Smash, if you guys are ever listening to this, you need we need to hunt down this article for you. Oh, because yeah. the headline says, Man shot after throwing shoe at roach. Um, I really want to know what the story what is. The- a man, man shot, shot after throwing, after a, throwing shoe. a shoe at a roach. <laughs> and my friend, friend of mine says, roach. roaches in Detroit don't F around, man. <laughs> oh, my freaking gosh. I mean, there's something not said about that story. There's something weird there. So, anyway, um, yeah, we have to, I need to investigate that story. So, that was definitely a chicken. What? Hand you what? The chicken? No, the rag. Oh, the rag. Sorry. So we're 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 sitting here helping each other, and he's blowing his nose. So um, okay, so I've got I've got my game that I need to talk about. Right, okay, go ahead. Um, okay, the most creative and unique game you've ever played. Okay, we'll see. And I, I had a hard time in terms of just creative and unique, because um, I don't have a good memory. I have a good recognition memory. I don't have good recall. Meaning, if someone mentions a game that's really creative, I go, oh, yeah, that was great, and I can talk about it. But to pull it out of this old brain of mine on its own, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're getting old. Oh, God. Starting, starting to get that dementia. So, so anyway, yeah, really. Um, <laughs> so in terms of creative and unique, I would say that, um, oh, God, Hellblade was interesting. Hellblade. What? Yeah. Oh because wait. Oh it's, wait. It, it, it wait. It wasn't. Wasn't that the game game where um where 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 there's like no dialogue? Like um um have like the voices in your head. Well, there was dialogue, but it was mostly voices, and it, it was really kind of an interesting portrayal of mental mental health yeah. issues, um and maybe some psychosis, um and it was really that was a really neat concept. Um, I didn't finish the game because the gameplay got it got to me and a friend of mine. Friends of mine were talking about the other day because I have a couple of friends that absolutely loved it, and me and this other guy were like, "Every mission was pretty much the exact same thing. Go do this, get so it got kind of repetitive in terms of gameplay. But the storyline was great, but I just couldn't get past the gameplay aspects in order to. I couldn't get into it. It seemed too. It 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 made me too uncomfortable. It's just, just I'm 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 very squeamish, believe it or not, and I'm and I don't like horror or demented kind of games like that it's um it's why i will never play five nights at freddy or, or slenderman or any game of the like yeah i'm not as horror movie game um, i mean horror game fan either just, it it made me feel really uncomfortable you know Those yeah voices and the way um and the way your arms become became more and more blackened the more you died right right it, it scared me i'm just gonna yeah. say it outright it scared yeah. me i get that so um i'm trying to think if there's some other ones i mean I thought Alien vs. Predator on the Jaguar was pretty interesting and pretty because because there was basically only only, only a couple sound effects. It was just the sound effects of this of the abandoned space station and then the screaming alien in behind you in your ear. Uh, that was one of the scariest things I ever experienced playing games. Um, Tempest, Tempest two thousand on the Tempest. Jaguar and then on the new one and then on the Xbox, you know, uh, arcade. Space Giraffe. These are all. These are all. Spe- Jeff, what? They're all Jeff Minter games. D- if you don't know Jeff Minter, you're not going to understand. But he yeah, is. Don't understand. Okay. He is an independent video game designer, 
I've known him since the Jaguar days, although he'd been around in the earlier Atari You've days. Known him or known of him? I met him. I met him at the CES in Chicago several years ago. Um, he's this British dude, British hippie dude, long straight hair. Um, he raises sheep and llama. I think llama, but definitely sheep. What? Um, and his and he has a, his his favorite pet, is, and she may be dead now because it's been several years. His favorite pet was Flossie, his sheep. He had, a, he had a special affinity for sheep. I don't know why. It was it was just Jeff. And all of his games are super trippy with really super trippy visuals and stuff. And I always loved... Define trippy. Well, I'll show you the game when we go inside. It's super trippy. The graphics. I, I don't know what that means. Colors flashing everywhere and, and like neon bulls and llamas flashing on the screen. Neon. Seriously? I'm not kidding. Bulls and llamas. And, and like techno music. And so, so do you know what the game Tempest is? No, I don't. Okay. So, little lesson here. Tempest was an old arcade game from back in the 80s when I used to, was a kid. We'd go to arcades. And it was just wireframe graphics. And you had these things called webs, which are these different geometric shapes. But they were three-dimensional. And they kind of went into the screen. And you, your character spun around on the outside of the web. And the enemies kind of creep their way up the web and you had to rotate it. The controller was actually a dial and, and the fire button and you, you scrolled around the, the, the web and shot them. But it was just basic. Well, he took that game and turned it into complete, a complete LSD trip. I mean, it's like you're playing um, Tempest on acid. Not kidding. Just wait till I show you. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll and so your word it was, it. And, and I always loved Tempest and, and, Tempest 2000 on the Jaguar was the first time I, I think I ever really experienced what they call flow in playing a game where it's like you just feel kind of connected to the game and you just kind of zone out and all you and you don't really know what you're doing with the controller you're just automatically doing what needs to be done because your your eyes are connected to your fingers without thinking and and you kind of get like that and that was the first game I ever experienced like that it's just kind of weird and interesting but. So, in terms of trippy and creative and unusual, that, that I guess I would talk about some of those. But if you look at the question from another perspective of in what game can you be the most creative and, and, and interesting and original, I mean, dude, that's the Elder Scrolls series, bar but, none. Yeah. Bar none. Whether you're talking about Morrowind, whether you're talking about Oblivion, which was kind of a little bit different in the middle between it and Skyrim. Um but those games, and and they're known for being able to pretty much do anything. They're also known for all their their twitch, their their glitches, and all this kind of stuff because there's so much you can do. That it's so easy to mess up the game. So, you know, like in Morrowind, I think I've talked about it before. You know, where I killed an entire town and I made the entire town my house. And um, and um, and then didn't you say um something about Aladdin pants? Oh yeah, because in in Morrowind you could enchant anything. So you can enchant you can enchant your hat, your pants, your shirt. You can enchant anything. So I enchanted a pair of pants with levitation, and so I could that, then. That's the thing. Yeah, and so I would literally just I would, and what Why I would, would they do, keep it in, in well, the I would, sky room? I would walk, and then I would look up, and so I would just walk up into the air. And so then I was walking, but I was just walking in the air. So I'd walk about twenty feet up in the air to avoid any enemies or anything when I wanted to go somewhere because there wasn't a lot of fast. There wasn't the fast travel like there is in Skyrim. Yeah. And so I would just walk up in the air, and I would just walk over the land to exactly where I wanted to go. And the the big tower, the big pyramid, uh, Canton is what they called it in Vivek, which is what I made my house. 
Yeah. I stole lamps and candles and stuff all through the game. And you basically and, made yourself a runway. And I made myself a runway. You could <laughs> see it at night. You could see it halfway across the map. I could see the lights twinkling and see the direction I needed to go. And I would just basically, <laughs> you know, put in my flight pattern and fly into my house. Yeah, that is true. So, um, and I made a tower. Um, I stole pillows. And, and, and you could... S- Place the pillows specifically, so I, I placed the pillows and literally made kind of like a stairway stairway to heaven with with pillows. And you, I walked all the way up the stairs to where I couldn't even see the map anymore. And then, jumped, how did the <laughs> game even generate that many pillows though? And then jumped off. So, um, oh so you could do so many different things, and I don't remember as much of it as I used to. But Skyrim is the same way, and and with Skyrim, they added the ability to put mods in. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. I mean, I, I have I have a custom house. You can cut. You can do. You can ha- you can fly dragons. You can. You you can already fly dragons. But no, I think you can actually fly them, not just kind of fly in a circle. You can actually fly them. I think. Uh, um. So anyway, yeah, that is pretty cool. So in terms of being able to be creative and basically create your own game, I mean, I can. I could. How many times have I played Skyrim all the way through? Four or five at least, and. When you finish all the storylines, you can make your own. You know, you just make your own. It's like I collect books. That's something that I always do. And every book that I see, I collect. And I get all the first editions. I get all the books that I can find. I'll sell the duplicates. But then, I, of course, I'll create a house. Whoops, sorry about that. I'll create a house that um, is nothing but bookshelves. And I'll just, it'll be my personal library. So I'll have my house. And if I want to go look at my books, I'll go to my other house, which is my personal library. I mean, yeah. just do whatever, you know? Yeah. So I would yeah, say... I, I, I also really love Skyrim, you know? It's just, I mean, and um, and I've always played um, played the games in sort of the same way. Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's one thing I've never liked doing. I've, I've never liked being a vampire. All right. Yeah, but... Yeah. But but there's something I've always loved doing. Yeah. Is, um, is turning my Khajiit into a werewolf because um because then literally I'm cat dog <laughs> cat dog okay. cat dog Do- okay there's a chicken <laughs> so anyway I love, yeah I love that show girl. all right so okay so that's that's where I'm at on the whole creative game creative thing yeah um yeah I think those those are some games that I can think of that were really super creative and weird and this kind of stuff uh, but there's now, a- but now I've got a follow-up question. Okay. Um, um, in your opinion, what's the most iconic game? Um, a um, a a game. What does that mean? A game that will always be remembered. Dude, there's so many of them. Exactly. I mean, um, I don't know, Sonic, uh, uh, Link, Le- Legend of Zelda, um, <sighs> Halo. Yeah, um, all heart, was it Heart of Heart of Darkness? Is it, what there was one game on the GameCube? Was it the GameCube? And that was another one that was supposed to be really original. I never, we never played it because we didn't have it. But the the we the, did have the, a GameCube, didn't we? Yeah, we, but we didn't have that game. I think okay. it was called Heart, and maybe not Heart of Darkness. Any Perfect Dark or no? I can't remember what it was. So if you guys are listening to this, let me know what it is because I can't remember. But the game would look like the whole system was re- resetting, like it like like the game crashed. Yeah. And it was the game, because it was it was kind of testing your sanity. The game, the in the game, your character was kind of like, "Are you crazy or not?" 
Yeah. And and it kind of made you feel kind of crazy because you thought your game was crashing when it wasn't. It was just part of the game. It would yeah. did all anyway. So that was kind of creative. But um, what was the question? Need a follow up question. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm old. In your opinion, in what um, in your opinion, what is the most iconic game? A game that will always be remembered. Well, I'm okay. Nintendo, I would say, uh, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, kind of those. Eh. Okay, um, Sony. I would say. Well, Sega. I'd say Sonic. Sega doesn't really have have a lot of games. though. Well, they say, but they used to have. The, they used. It used to be Sony, Sega, Nintendo. True. That because they had their own system. Say this is before your time, and so but, Sonic. Um, Sonic was their was their Mario. Yeah, I know. Okay. No, this uh, I know. Um. Iconic, but, um, but but they literally just focused on Sonic and never made anything yeah. else. No, they made and a bunch of other stuff. They made a bunch of other stuff. They did. Um, as far as Sony, because I, I mean, and, I had a and I had Nintendo is kind of getting in um, into the same same um, um, timeline. You know, um, they're they're not really creating any new games. They're um, they're they're just recreating and revamping old stuff. You know. Yeah. Well. Um. Okay. I don't know where you're going with that, but uh, Sony. I mean, I had a PlayStation, but I'm trying to think what would have been considered an iconic game on the PlayStation. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. I'm sure I've, my excuse me, my Sony friends would would say it. Um, Xbox Halo, Master Chief. I mean, that's clearly the the one for it for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I need a drink, man. I really need a drink. I mean, like something to drink. So I'm gonna drink, go drink, drink or like water. Oh no! If I'm if I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna get a drink, I'm gonna get a drink, drink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Dad, Dad, I love okay, you. Okay, so before we problem. do, before we do, and why don't we go ahead and I'll let you kind of talk. What you can kind of answer my own question. Yeah, you answer your own question. What What do you say is iconic? I'm going to get a drink. Be right back. <laughs> okay. Oh, I finally have you all to myself, my okay, loyal sir. followers. So, so in my opinion, Nintendo, yes, um, yes, they, they've got some very, very good popular games. Um, Mario, um, Zel, um, Link with Zelda and everything. But in my opinion, my opinion, guess the most iconic video game will always be Pokemon. Pokemon is for OGs. I mean. I mean, I mean, Pokemon has grown and grown and grown and become more and more unique and more powerful with every single game that has ever come out. Um, I, I feel like Pokemon is a game series and, and game in general that will really never die in a way be, um, because they have so many games for this, so many games, movies, um, TV shows, all this stuff for this one series. And um and so for my opinion it's it's Pokemon, and I for one love Pokemon to death. I will always love Pokemon. Um, on my deathbed, I um I I went to catch Mew for the first time. I think I got Mew one time. The Contents may Pokemon Go does not count. Contents may contain arcane powder, so be careful. Pokemon I'm Go does not I'm count. Developing a tolerance. What? Pokemon Go does not count. It does not count. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. That's for me. So are we done? Are we done with the whole geek question thing now? Yes. Are yes, we done? We okay. Are. So what are we ready for the movie? Yes, we're ready for All the right, movie. All right. So now we're ready for the next segment of Roll for Credits. There you go. I think it's playing. 
There you go. Alright. A little bit of a delay on our sound effects. Yes, I don't have rolling. a stream deck. Let's get I'm rolling. Alright, so for this segment of Roll for Credits, we watched um, Keanu Reeves' Siberia. So we watched the 2018 movie Siberia, uh, Siberia starring Keanu Reeves. Oh and, gosh. you know, everybody loves everybody loves him some Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, uh, when when I pulled it up, when we chose this last week, and I was looking at the Metacritic, and the average score was like three point something or four point something, I'm like, what? I'm like, how can that be? And then we watched it, <laughs> and then I knew why. Yeah. So, all right. So oh here's the, here's the thing. So I want to read you the just the tagline for the movie. The tagline is: When an American diamond trader's Russian partner goes missing, he journeys to Siberia in search for him, but instead begins a love affair. Okay. So, so Keanu raises this diamond trader okay he gets diamonds from people and sells it to other people and it's probably pretty illegal what he's doing and he's got a partner in russia and he's got this this diamond trade thing deal happening in russia uh and the guy all of a sudden comes up missing and so he goes to siberia to he goes Pyotr. he goes he goes to russia to try to find him because there's like 12 blue solid blue diamonds and like sky blue. I'm just saying Peter. I'm not gonna say Pyotr. Peter. Pyotr. Okay, that. It's it's, it's simple. Pyotr. So, so Peter. <laughs> I'm old and I'm American. I'm saying Peter. I'm sorry. Pyotr. I mean, it's it's not hard to say. No, if I try to say it, it'll sound like I'm saying Pewter. That's that's basically that's basically what, the, what so, they're saying. Pewter. Pyotr. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm tired of talking about Pyotr's name and how to pronounce Pyotr. I'm calling him Peter. You call him whatever you want to. Fine. So, so you're wrong though. He had. Well, I know I'm wrong. I'm not denying that. But he, um, he had dealt with somebody, and they were able to find a way to make almost perfect replicas of these diamonds. And they were, and I had a hard time kind of understanding what was going on with all that. But replicas, the, as in fakes. The Just story. The story that. is. Keanu's character goes to Russia to look for his partner because they got this deal going down. Um, and when he gets there to the hotel that they normally stay at, the lady says, oh, he's not here anymore. He left. He said, meet him at this little... Munimi. This this little bed and breakfast kind of place in Muni or whatever. Muni. Milny or whatever. Uh, it's a Russian town. It's, <laughs> it's not Thor's hammer. Okay. Can it we sounded just... like you said, it, it, it like said Mjolnir. All right, Mr. Aspie, do we have to get stuck on how to pronounce every word? Come on, man. I'm sorry. Let's I'm just move on. This stuff. I'm sorry. So, anyway, so he goes he goes to try to find Pyotr. Thank you. I don't know if I said that right. But anyway, to, and stays at this little bed and breakfast, and he's looking for the guy, and he, and he gets his room, the guy's Pyotr's room, and he goes to a diner, and the lady that's working at the diner they end up developing a, this love it's affair. It's a diner slash bar kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and he ends up uh, starting this love affair with this this young woman. Yeah, and that kind of progresses through the movie as he's trying to work on this deal. It becomes kind of demented and. De- oh yeah, we'll get into the whole depravity of it yeah, after a while. It's, it's but bad. so anyway, he. Uh, I'm trying to find my notes, but oh well, I can't find them. So the whole the thing is him trying is to him trying to find Pyotr. Pure Peter. Pyotr. 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 
So, anyway, he <laughs> starts ignoring the crab. Trying to find his buddy, uh, his partner, and uh, he's trying to find him to get the diamonds because he's got this deal going on. And this deal, this guy's a pretty dollar deal. It's a fifty million dollar diamond deal, and and the guy is a pretty, you know, like Russian mob, scuzz, not somebody scuzz you want to piss off. And so not he, a comrade. What? No, not a comrade. Yeah, whatever. Um, so sorry. So the whole movie is him trying to figure that out and, and find the diamonds and find Peter and this love affair. This this highly sexualized love affair is happening throughout the movie with Katya. With Katya. Katya. And love that name. Uh, her brothers get involved because they're trying to protect her, uh, and then he gets them roped into helping him because the bad guys are after him. And supposedly the FSB have been watching him. That's like their Russian FBI, I guess. And they they get him and say, okay, we need you to sell that the bad diamonds. guy, Boris, or whatever his name was. We need to sell, You need to sell him the fake diamonds, and we're going to keep the real diamonds. And we'll let you go home. <laughs> In other words, um, through, they're just being sneaky and they're all keeping this, all the money. Through all of this... Um, Lucas Hill, Hill, that's um, that's Keanu Reeves' character. Who um, so, so, somehow found found the fake diamonds, hence that um, that Piotr had um, had sold to had sold to this other big big Russian gang boss. Um, I think I think his name was Smirnov or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, so so anyway, so he um, this this what ends up happening is. His decisions throughout the movie about how he would normally have handled this whole situation start to change because of the feelings he's developing for this girl. He's starting to make decisions with her in mind. He's married, of by just, the way. Yeah, he's actually married to Mary, uh, Molly Ringwald. Is, plays his wife. Molly uh, Ringwald? That was Molly Ringwald. Yes, that was P- pretty in pink. That was pretty in pink. Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald. Yes. You couldn't tell? She, no, I couldn't. Well, she was tell. only she was only in like two scenes or three scenes, and one of them was on a computer screen because they and, were FaceTiming. Um, and, and she had at most like four lines. Yeah, she was. She, she had a very small part. Man, that. But anyway, I'm sorry, Molly. So, I'm, I am so sorry. No, anyway, dude, she probably got paid. She got banked for a day's worth of work. True. <laughs> you know. That's probably true. So that was the interesting part. Was that. You know, Lucas would have handled the situation a whole lot differently if it had not been for Katya. Uh, because he had to go back to St. Petersburg to deal with this deal. He left the town that um, he left the town that, that he was in where he met Katya to go back to St. Petersburg to handle this deal. And he asked her to come stay with him, come come to town with him. Uh, and then he, he had to go do this deal with was it Boris? Was that his name? Boris. Boris. Had to, Boris. Yeah. So I had to go deal that deal with him, and she said, "You want me to go with you?" And he's like, uh, "No, this is not. And, and these are not good people. Anyway. These are not good people to go hang out with. So you stay here. Let me go do this. I'll be back by ten. He's like, "So she asked me to come to St. Petersburg, and don't want me to go with you. So he he leaves. Then she comes and she anyway. shows she shows up, and as his girlfriend." Bad stuff happens. Like, really like, bad stuff happens that I'll talk about later. No. No. We'll get to the problems it's later. Bad. We'll get to the problems later. And um, and then more problems, more weird stuff happens after that. Yeah, even more weird. Uh, and then... Eventually... He sells the fake diamonds to Boris. 
uh, n- knowing that Boris is going to figure it out. So he goes back to the little town where Katya's at. Uh, he finds the, a cabin. He fig- finally figures out where where Peter's been staying. Pyotr um, has been staying. And he goes there. Pyotr's brother, Andre. Hey, um, 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 Pyotr's brother, Andre, um, contacts Lucas um, and, um, and, um, and tells him that they... Um, that he found out uh, where um where his brother was. So, so, so Lucas goes um goes t- to this cabin, and um and he brings Katya's brothers with him because because he knows shit's about to go down and and he may need some help. So then, so then he goes and he finds Piotr in some kind of outhouse shed kind of thing, n- almost naked and dead. So, so that's why he's never been able to meet up with the guy. So um so then then um Katya's brothers um brother Ivan gives uh, gives Lucas a gun and then he goes in, into the house to kind of basically wait for um wait wait for the crap to hit the fan and and then Katya has one last goodbye with him thinking he's gonna be okay and, and then, then all of Boris's guys show up and they get in this huge gunfight and, and the movie ends. It abruptly, ends. It, it ends, ends and ends kind of abruptly and kind of anticlimactically. With, um, should um, should should we tell them exactly how it ends, or, or 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 just leave that to them? No, well, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, either I can or you can. I don't care. Um, um, it, it because ends. I don't know that people really want are going to want to watch this movie. I mean, I mean, I mean I, it I, ends with freaking Keanu Reeves getting shot in the back, and um, in and, and then with like a dolly zoom. On his eye, and then it cuts, and then it cuts uh, to black. Yeah. So, so you know, he, he I knew he was going to get shot. I mean, because it was five on one, and he had a hunting rifle, and they had a he was semi-automatic getting some good rifle. shots out. He was getting good shots out, and he took most of them out. But the the he the, is John Wick. So, um, so the but then the, as he takes the fourth guy out, the fifth guy who was the main henchman guy, uh, well, what was his name? Uh, shot Pavel. Him. Pavel. I don't know. Shot Pavel's him in the name. back. And so, you know, you knew he was going to get shot, but you just, it felt like one of those things where um, it was setting up for him to get shot and you think he's dead. But then you see him in Australia with Katya because, backstory, you know, through this whole relationship, you know, he found out that she used to live in Australia with her sister and was a travel agent down there and then came back home to run the the bar and restaurant because her parents died. Um, And so there was that history of living in Australia. They also had spent time talking about his relationship with his wife and how they were not happy and they were just kind of basically like roommates. They were business partners and roommates. There was no emotion there, whatever. There was like no connection with him, really. And so you kind of, it felt like it was setting up for that kind of trope where, that kind of trope where he gets shot, you think he's dead, and then they show, then they survive. Huh? I did not see the the after credits scene. No, there was no after credits scene. There wasn't one? No. Then, I don't think so. Then how do you know they ended up in uh, in Australia? I didn't. I said I said the movie was kind of setting up to where you, it looks oh. like that's what's going to oh, happen. My bad. My bad. Listening is a skill. Try I, it sometimes. I was listening. <laughs> you know, the, the way you worded it made, um, made it very confusing. So anyway, but no, it just it, it just ended abruptly with he got yeah. shot in the back, fell down, dead. And then the camera just zooms in on his open, dead eye. And then the screen goes black. And that's the end of the movie. It was really weird. 
Um, it was weird, confusing, and slow-paced and very dark. Well, now, here, here's my issue. I thought it was a great concept for a movie. I thought it could have been a really cool movie. Um, just the idea of him getting caught up in this whole stuff with the diamond salesmen, and, I mean, the diamond sales and the FSB and the Russian mafia. And the South Africans were involved, too. We didn't even talk about them, but they were kind of a smaller part. But they were trying to buy the diamonds as well. You know, and this whole intrigue of who killed Pyotr and what happened, all that stuff. It could have been a really good movie, um, but it wasn't. And and I have several things that I would like to talk about about why I didn't like it. So, what do you do? You, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Um, let's see. Just don't steal my thunder. Every every time you go first, you steal my thunder. All right. So anyway. So, so let's see. Yeah, first off, um. Um, the movie went ten minutes, a full ten minutes before the credit, before the opening credits were even done. Oh my um, gosh! It, there was like this dramatic, suspenseful, suspenseful background music that just kept playing over and over and over and over again throughout the first ten minutes of the movie. Yes, and, yes, that was the first thing I wrote down that just and, drove um, me crazy. And, um, and it's like, okay, okay, we get it. It's suspenseful. It's a thriller. Just. Just give us some actual story in, um, instead of milking milking the orchestra as much as it's worth, you know. Right. Um, let's see. The um, um, next thing is is um, is oh, um, we find out out later in the movie, um, Piotr had um had had hidden samples of of the real diamonds and the fake diamonds inside. Of blue candlesticks, um, and, and then immediately he, after you hear blue diamond and you see a blue candlestick, kind of in, in a golden reddish, um, um, very fancy hotel room, you're like, okay, that's not supposed to be there, and and it was like a full half an hour after we first saw that that candle in both rooms on the um for, first in the um, in the fancy hotel and then another one an identical candle. In um in the small bed and breakfast in Munich, it, it's like okay, Lucas, you literally just called Piotr and um and said and said I know you have some kind of clever way of hiding these diamonds, and then you see a blue candle in both rooms, and like a full day passes um before you realize, oh wait, it's probably in, in the candle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're smarter than this dude. You've made banks selling diamonds and all this. You're smarter than this. Come on. Right, right. So, you know, I I didn't... The, the, how do I want to say this? The sex that was in the movie... Oh, oh, oh we're just getting right into this, aren't we? Well, Jeez. because that was something that... that, that excuse me. It's beer. Um, so... Beer. I get, I get the reason why there was... The first, probably first couple of sex scenes, because yeah, of the, there was an affair, yeah. and they're go- and it's that are already movie. They're going to show the sex scenes, and they actually didn't show any nudity until like the very last sex scene. It was pretty graphic sex scenes, but there was nothing shown. It was just a lot of movement. I always never understand how how, how these people can act so. I know it's kind of wild, and it's it? and um, and these people are um, and Keanu Reeves. I know is at least married, right? What's that? Yeah, um, Keanu. It's just. So it always baffles me. Kind of makes me wonder how can they film these scenes and not and not have it be like completely awkward the very next day, you know? Because um, because like 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 some of these scenes, they're full on, um, bare, exposed the entire thing, and it's like how how 
do you go back from that and have to continue acting and see the person every single day after something? Because it kind of just it, it kind of just becomes a job, I, you know. I know, so I, I know that. I know so that. anyway, it's just, um, it still makes me wonder, you know. So I get, I get. I mean, look, I'm I'm not a big fan of sex scenes in movies, but I understand when sex scenes are put in movies when within context of the storyline. And so I get the first one, maybe another one when they got together in in St. Petersburg or whatever, right? But there was at least four, maybe five sex scenes between the two four of them. Four or five. There was at least four or five. Um, let's see. Let's see. There was there was there was, so there was, there was the first one. There was the second one. Um, and then, and then um, are are we counting the time time there was, when Boris had um had um had them? No, no, uh, that's separate. I want to talk about that separate. No, but okay. then there was twice, and there there's two two back home, and then two in St. Petersburg at least. So there's at least four. And it just got to be excessive because yeah. there was one in 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 the car. Oh yeah, yeah, in the taxi or whatever. The in the car. So it, it just there got was, excessive. There was, there was also this one scene that made me feel really, really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I want to get to that one too. So, oh, man. so anyway, um, are we talking it, about the same one? Probably. So that it just got to where, where okay, the sex scenes and that much sex was not necessary for the context of the storyline and the plot. If you're lo- because the the sex that stuff was not the central storyline of the movie. It was the the deal and all that kind of stuff. This just added an extra layer of complexity to the main storyline. In a movie like, for example, Fatal Attraction, where the affair and everything that came from that affair was the storyline of the movie, I get it because it had to establish just how carnal that relationship was that one weekend to establish establish the plot for the rest of the movie so i get that but for a movie like this it was just gratuitous it was just you didn't yeah. need it okay and then some really weird stuff happened in those so in the i think in the last was it, i think it may have been the last sex scene that they had they were talking and she was upset and it was after the thing that happened at the bar that i'll tell you in a minute that was just completely wrong yeah and they got talking about his wife and she asked, she says, he, he asked, what do you want? And she says, I want you to F me. She says, I want you to F me, F like, me like you, like I'm your wife. And it showed them having in the sex scene. In full. And, and, and that full was the coitus. one scene where you saw some nudity. And, and she forced, it was, didn't force him, but she made him, she told him, she says, call me your wife's name. And when you're finishing... We'll leave it at that. Yell, you know, scream out your wife's name. That was super weird, it's, and I didn't that, understand. Yeah, that, that, that was one I was going to talk about. And too. it didn't even make it. It didn't make sense. It's um. It I didn't understand too, what the point was of that. You know, so I because, didn't understand um, that at because, all. Because, because in my opinion, when you're having an affair, you want to think about anyone else but the person you're so, cheating on. So anyway, it was so. just that was. That was disturbing. Yeah. But the most disturbing thing was there was straight out sexual assault in the movie. Yeah. And it, excuse me, it was not good. So, for example, they went, you know, I told you when he went to see Boris and talk about the deal and he's in the bar or wherever, the clubhouse mm-hmm. or wherever, and it's um, 
Boris and Lucas and all these prostitutes and all the henchmen and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then and she then walks in, in, and then Katya comes in um, as his date. Yeah. And so, um, as, as they're as, doing the deal, some kind of brother bonding experience. Yeah. And so you know, there's there's always. I don't know if you guys have watched Arrow, the movie, uh, the TV show Arrow, and and there's this. Um, Russian guy that was former Russian mafia that was a friend of of Oliver's and they were blood brothers. They had done the blood brother thing and that was a big part of the storyline in the TV show. Well, sorry, I'm doing multiple things here. So um, they decided that the Boris guy says, "Okay, we need to be blood brothers." But the way he decided that they were going to be blood brothers was that he was going to take his prostitute girlfriend or whoever she was. Are we talking about Katya? No. Okay. Boris. Okay. And then Lucas was going to have to give Katya to Boris, and the two ladies were, we're going to we're partners. going we're going to give oral homage to each to the other men. So Boris demanded that Katya give him oral homage while his girlfriend gave Lucas oral homage, and, and um, that they and were supposed to, to stare at each other and look at each other the whole time it was happening. And finish together, and that would make them blood brothers. And so um, they were not going to do it. He was he felt extremely uncomfortable and was not going to do that. Yeah. But um, then Boris started talking to Katya and said, "You know what the Russian mafia is like. You know what can happen. Tell him to tell you to do it." And so she did reluctantly because she knew if she didn't, they were going to end up dead. So she was forced to give Boris. Oral homage. That's that's the best way. Most I've never polite heard that can, term before. That's homage. the pol- most most polite way I can put it, and um, that that just turned my stomach because yeah, it, it it made me too. It it was <clears throat> it was wrong. It uh, was not necessary for the storyline in any way. It's not like it was. Um, oh, it's the movie. Oh God, the one with. Um, Oh God, Jodie Foster. She won the Oscar for when she got raped in, in a bar, and it was and she was under you know she was poor and and kind of white trash kind of character. I forgot what it was, it's not Witness. I forgot what it was. Anyway, I mean that was a central part of the entire plot of the movie. So it was kind of she kind of had. I mean it had to be shown. So I get that again. I understand it when movies have to put them in there for the context of the storyline. This was completely unnecessary, and to me, it completely derailed my interest in the movie. Um, now, some people, it may not bother them at all, and I get that, but for me, it because not that's good. not kind of what I like to see in movies, yeah. uh, well, not kind of, I don't like seeing yeah, that in movies, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, no. it kind of ruined the movie for me, and then, you know, and then at that point, we're close to the end of the movie, and then after that, right after that scene... Like within five minutes, they have another sex scene where she's having him call. Ha, she's having him call her, Gabby, his wife's name, and it was just weird. So I, it, not it good. could have been a great not, movie. Yeah. The storyline was was interesting. The plot was interesting. The the what they could have done with the movie was interesting. Throwing in all that weird stuff and the, the the extent of the sexual stuff that they did kind of just ruined it for me. The and darkness so, and the depravity. Yeah, and so I can kind of see why uh, it got such bad reviews. 
because it kind of lost track of the storyline with all that extra weird stuff that they put in there. And I don't understand that at all. But anyway, that's what they did. So, uh, and for some reason, our chats... Oh, there we go. It popped up on the screen. So I was just wondering. I, I was kind of doing some testing here too because nobody, none of our friends are able to come into the chat tonight. And so I'm kind of doing some testing to see if it shows up. And so it does there, show up. So it just showed up on the screen. So, okay. Perfect. And then I'm going to do that. And we'll go from there. So um, I would have to say that I am not a fan of this movie. If you really like Keanu Reeves, fine. This He's not that great in the movie. This may ruin Keanu Reeves for you guys. In my opinion. Look, because in John Wick, he has no personality, right? But that's part of the that's part of the character of John Wick. He's just this badass, assassin. almost assassin robot type machine guy, right? And in, um, for example, in The Matrix, he's kind of like that as well. But it's kind of this, again, he's this kind a, of this badass. He's, he's I'm just so cool. More personality though in, in, in The Matrix, at least. And, but. It just, it just made me realize that the movies that I like him the best in are movies where the character is not designed to have a huge personality. In movies where he's expected to have a huge personality, I don't really see him able to do it. You know? I mean, in this one, he could have shown much Example? more. Oh, God. I'm trying to think. No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but um, there's been movies that I've seen him in. Did you know he was in, he, he was in the recent SpongeBob movie? Oh, I'm sure. I'm he sure. was in the freaking SpongeBob movie recently, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, did you just do this for fun, or are you desperate?" Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, at this point, he's just doing mo stuff for money and fun. You know, he builds yeah. motorcycles on the side. I mean, he's a cool dude, and he's a super nice, respectful, polite dude. Yeah. But um, but yeah, he he's is, he is one of the good ones. And he he's he's been known to make some bad ones, and this was definitely a bad one. You know, yeah. here's the thing that I thought was interesting though, um. He got, now let me see who this person is. Um, the movie actually got nominated for some awards. So, what kind of awards would nominate this crap? Um, so, for example, um, it, got, it got nominated for an award by the Alliance of Women Film Journalists in 2019. The award was the most egregious age difference between the leading man and the love interest. So, apparently, the woman that played Katya was. Much younger than Keanu. Well, <laughs> well, in the movie, him you know, Lucas Hill who was like fifty-one years old. But see, here's something else. Um, it got nominated for some other awards for best actor in a principal or supporting role in a feature film aged ten to nineteen years for some kid named Nazaria Demkowitz. I don't remember a kid being in the movie. Do you remember a kid in the movie? No. That's know. weird. What the so, heck? apparently. There was a there's, kid that got put on the cutting room the floor because I don't remember seeing him. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, um, okay. So. So. I got nothing else to say about that movie. Sorry. I, 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 I there, there's you know. Is this, um, it was. Uh, it. I'm not gonna see it again. No. I, well, no, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even really recommend it because it just wasn't good. I mean. Um, you know, I mentioned the uh, the 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 scene with the two women and everything, and had a friend Joe who says, "Wait a minute, you're talking about dueling blowjobs, and that's a bad thing." And I'm like, well, "Yeah." So anyway, um, 
I, 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 I can't in good conscience recommend this movie to anybody, uh, whether you are okay with that stuff or not. Because otherwise, even despite the weird stuff, uh, it, it just wasn't very good. So I wouldn't recommend that at all. Um, before so, we roll all for our next movie. Before, before, before we, we roll for the next movie, okay. Um, have you ever heard of a movie called The Greasy Strangler? No. Um, um, me... I've had some pizza Nick. that are pretty greasy stranglers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Sorry, that was a bad um, joke. Um, apparently, it's a movie made made by Elijah Wood, and, um, and he's made some weird ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, horns, huh? Horns. That that was Elijah Woods. Was that Elijah? No, no, no. That wasn't Elijah Woods. That was um 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 the Harry Potter kid. No, no, um, no. Um, the I Harry Potter um, kid. I. Um, in this movie, I I don't mean Elijah Sorry, Woods is in it. He um he, um, he, he made directs the movie. it. Yeah, okay, he, he gotcha. made the movie. Um and um and Nikki is um is gonna want me to to watch, to watch it with her tomorrow. It's kind of, it's kind of like a movie date kind of thing. And I was wondering if you knew anything about I it. I know nothing about the Greasy Strangler. See, she, she says that it's a sounds, very interesting. That movie. sounds weird, right there too. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, at least never. I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm just gonna leave it alone and move on. So um, yeah, we need to roll for the next movie because we're running long. We need to go. Were you were you gonna say it's um it it, it sounds like a porno? It's well, no, I said it's better than the greasy choker. But anyway, oh my gosh, anyway. well, what would that do? The same thing though. Yes, but the greasy. They strangler? get the reference. I don't get the reference. So tell me the <laughs> reference. What what is the reference, Dad? Tell me. I will explain. I will explain this visual later. Cho- choking the, the air. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> I think I get it now. You got it? Okay, oh, I'll explain that later. All right, okay, so so now. See, so, even though at 24, he's a little bit, got a little bit of innocence in him. So, oh, so okay. He thinks. All right, so we need to roll. So, All right. All right, so let's see. What are we going to see? What are we doing? All right, so so first is a D20 for Liar Ho. Liar. From liar ho, high or low? <laughs> so, so we're gonna watch another movie about a lot of sex with a liar ho. <laughs> For a high or low? Oh my gosh! Liar ho. It's gonna be my. Eight. It's gonna be my next gamer tag. <laughs> okay, eight. What's uh, so so eight means Amazon. <laughs> That'd be Amazon. All right, and, uh, <laughs> um, and then we roll a d10 for for the genre. And we have a nine. Okay, so what is that? It's I, fantasy, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. And okay. Then, and then let's see four, and then film we roll a D one hundred for the actual number. So let's see, we have thirty eight. All right, y'all just hold on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna scroll through here and find the thirty eighth movie in the fantasy section of Amazon Prime. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so our next, oh goodness, our next movie uh, for the next episode is going to be the 1977 film, The Mighty Peking Man. The Whaty Whatting Man? King Kong Goes Hong Kong what as the? a giant Himalayan beast tries to save a sexy Russia Tarzanette from a sleazy showbiz promoter. The action 
locations set in India, and interracial romance made Variety reach this verdict. High camp, Chinese style. For more, word what of a monster. Freak is this crap? Word of a monster. Word of a monster ape, ten stories tall, living in the Himalayas, reaches fortune hunters in Hong Kong. They travel to India to capture it, but wild animals in quicksand dissuade all but Johnny, an adventurer with a broken heart. He finds the monster and discovers it's been raising a scantily clad woman, Samantha, since she survived a plane crash years before that killed her parents. In the idyllic jungle, Johnny and Samantha fall in love. Then Johnny asks her to convince Utam, I guess that's the monkey, to go to Hong Kong. Luten, is that like Lieutenant Dan? Uh, an unscrupulous oh promoter takes over. Utam is in chains for freak show exhibitions. When Luten assaults Samantha, Utam's protective instincts take over. Havoc in Hong Kong. Oh my goodness. This is. Is gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> this is gonna be either really uh, okay. It's um. It's, this could be Gora bad good. <laughs> this exactly could be Gora bad good. So for so those of you who don't know about Gora, <clears throat> it's um. It's a movie. Um, it was literally the, the Turkish very, sci-fi uh, movie. It, um, um. When we very when we first started this podcast, it was literally the very first movie we ever watched for it. It for um for this segment on the very first episode, and we freaking loved it. And it, we yeah. It um it, it made fun of every single sci-fi movie in in that area. Yeah. Um yeah. um, Star Trek, Star Element, Wars, ba- everything. Matrix, Star yeah. Wars, and Star Trek. It made fun of all of that. Yeah. And all and all while in Turkish and um with with. With horrible jokes and ho- and even more horrible dialogue, but it was friggin' funny. And Turkish gangster rap in the closing credits. Oh I yeah, can't I forgot forget that. About that. Turkish gangster rap. Anyway, so if if you want to see a really, really, really bad movie that's so bad it's good, you need to go see Gora. It's on Netflix. Um, it's one of our. It's one of our. Yeah. Um, a lot of the ones we've seen since are just bad. Yeah, um, bad, bad. But this one has the makings of being a another. Bad, good movie. Another best of the worst. Yeah. So anyway, so that's all we got for this episode, guys. Um, I think we made it through. Uh, This is going to be weird um, because we haven't done this whole streaming as we podcast because usually we just do the audio podcast and we record it and we can stop and we can re-record and everything. This is completely live. So uh, we're just fumbling through it. So sorry about that. But uh, if you get... I think we're doing pretty good. If you stop by next time, we'll be... Typically recording on Monday nights. Uh, last you know, last night we had some major things happen and it kind of pu- pushed us right to today. Yeah. But typically we'll be uh, streaming on the podcast on Monday evenings. Yep. Uh, we'll also be streaming some, a bunch of gaming on Friday evenings. Try to do it um, starting at 8 with he and I doing it. And then from 10 to midnight I'm kind of gaming with some of my other friends. But I'll be streaming all of it. Yeah. Um, so that's all we've got. So I yeah. appreciate you guys watching and listening and, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Um, if you need to reach us though, before next time, we're not hard to find. You not can really. find, um, you can find the podcast, uh, itself on Twitter at GP variety hour. Um, I can be found at head gamer on Twitter, uh, at head gamer on mixer and head underscore gamer on Twitch. And you can be found where? I you, I can be found basically anywhere where nerds can be found. <laughs> um, um, the comic store? 
if um, if Lagrange had one, yes. A D D convention. Um, Dragon yeah, Con. Um, again, if if any of that stuff was the in bleachers LaGrange, at a basketball game. That no. <laughs> That no, never that no. The bleachers. I mean, you wouldn't be on the court. You'd be in the bleachers. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. right. Yes, I would never go to a basketball game. Anyway, you 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 can find me on the marching on band. Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, TikTok, all as all as Quill Meister, capital Q, capital M, and and with an I E instead of E I. So if you spell it wrong, you spell it right. That's that's my freaking slogan right there. <laughs> yeah, and look, and you can find us. Um, you can find us anywhere. You can find your podcast. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts now. Apple Podcasts. Um, Podbean is where we're we're hosting this thing. Um, so pretty much anywhere, anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find us. Just search for Gene Pool Variety Hour. All right, uh, and you know, please leave us a review. And you know, a lot of people ask for, hey, give us a five star review. Of course, that would be great. We're desperate, but, but really, we just want. To get Any better kind of validation, and so if if you have some constructive criticism, constructive criticism, we'll take that too. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope to hear from you guys soon, and we hope, uh, to hear, we hope to hear from you guys soon. Yeah, we do hope to hear from anybody, because there seems to be an echo in the chat room. It's pretty hello, hello, hello. 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 So anyway, so that's all we've got, and so Let we'll see you there. guys next time on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. See ya. Bye, guys. Gonna dance. You dance, I'll drink. He has no shame. No, no you don't. None. I have whatsoever. zero shame. You gonna finish dancing? Okay. Bye, guys. We'll see you guys later. Peace out.